Hi, this is Laura McCarry at The Hidden Edge. And this is Nigel Davey from SME Needs. And this is another one of our 10-minute business podcasts. Today, we're talking once again with Debbie Cohen from Streetwise HR, who helps us make sense of furlough now and in whatever will be the future normal. Debbie, I'm so delighted that you've come back to talk us through what we need to think about before firms bring their staffers back from furlough. Please remind our listeners who you are, how you help your clients, and maybe a couple of things about furlough that we may not have considered yet. Well, thank you very much for having me, Laura and Nigel. It's great to be here today. So I'm Debbie Cohen from Streetwise HR. Um, We work with entrepreneurial businesses to help them understand and make sense of um, HR and employment law um, and and make it commercially focused really for them and their businesses. I guess the word furlough has become in in one sense the new normal as everybody seems to be talking about it. I think from an HR point of view I think it's been a bit of a minefield if, if we're completely honest. We've had to spend the last few months getting used to something that that wasn't in existence before. So it's been as as challenging for us, I think, as it has been for everybody else out there. I think in terms of some of the the things that people may not have been aware of in terms of furlough, um, I think the the only things I can kind of say that that won't take all day um, is obviously people understand that people can't work while they're furloughed. However, employees can do some training while they are furloughed as long as they receive the national minimum wage. And also they can do some volunteer work as well. I think the other thing in line with that is the government have also given out guidance that employees can also go and work for other employees and other employers while they're furloughed. However, they do need to probably just check their employment contract and probably just get permission to do so. But there are so many things regarding furlough and the complexities of how it's all, all put together. I, I could go on all day. No, I, I know I've seen this, the sort of the news coverage about furloughed workers going to pick fruit and veg, haven't they? So, um, yeah, yeah, I think they definitely need to con- check their contracts on that one. But the, Debbie, the business environment may not look the same once we sort of finally shake off the dust sheets especially for those who've had to sort of furlough their staff. Some of those may have to rethink their business models. So what do you suggest that I suppose our enterprising clients ought to be thinking about right now? Well, I think the reality is there's so much to think about right now on one level for, for all, all business owners, um, myself included, if I'm, if I'm really honest. Um, I think that one of the challenges that we've all got is, is we have absolutely no idea what what is going to um, happen in the next month, few months, the next six months, or even the next year or so. So I think for any businesses that are looking at their kind of model and and thinking about what they might need to do in the future, um, I think that will apply to businesses that have furloughed staff or haven't furloughed staff. I think think it affects them in every way. And even businesses that might not think they're affected today may also still need to think about it because they could be affected tomorrow as they would always do or should always do you know they need to be keeping an eye on their cash flow they need to be looking at their their forecasting they need to be looking at you know if they do change their business model what impact would that have on their sales and their cash flow and then what impact would that have on their people 
So how do they assess what skills and, and knowledge they need in their business? So if they're going to change their model or they're going to change what they do, which staff do they need to look at to say, well, they've got the right skills or the right experience to enable me in my business to do what I need to, to do and provide um, moving forward? But, but that's very difficult when none of us know what, what is next and what, what's going to happen or, or, or what the future might hold. The, the government back furlough guarantee will finish at some point. At the moment, I believe it's still due to, to, to end at the end of June. Haven't heard anything different yet. What should firms be thinking about before they bring their staff back from furlough or not, as the case may be? Again, a really challenging question, I think, for a lot, a lot of business owners right now. People might say it's too early to start having those conversations when the furlough scheme um, is extended to the end of June, but it isn't. There is a lot to think about. You know, some clients are going to start to think about bringing some people back off furlough. So that in itself presents a number of challenges. So, who do you bring back off furlough and who stays on furlough? What do you need to start thinking about the skills and experience you might need back in your business compared to people that you might need to continue to to furlough? How do you continue to keep engagement up with? people who are on furlough, but also then the people that you bring back into, into your workforce. And then I think the wider implications are the reality of the situation we're in is we, whether, whether people believe the government have done a good job or not, I'm not a politician, I'm not here to talk about that, but you know, the, the job retention scheme is a huge scheme and a hell of a lot of money that's been pumped in to try and help businesses. But when that stops, it's going to be when the real challenge starts. So businesses are going to have to start to think about what are their what are their structures look like and what are their staff levels look like at the end of this and into the coming months after this. And that could mean and could be that they need to start thinking about whether it's redundancies or potentially, you know, layoffs. And the challenge we've got is with, with layoffs, we don't know whether or not the law is going to change with layoffs. So you can lay somebody off for a period of time and you can lay someone off for four weeks um, in a row or you can lay someone off for six weeks within a 13-week period. But after that time, that individual can then claim redundancy from their employer. So it, it's only a very short-term measure. And then the challenge is people may have to look at large-scale redundancies, but there is also a cost to doing that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you've given a long list of things to. Um to sort of think about but I suppose I'm thinking post-apocalypse for, for this question I think most businesses or a lot of businesses are going to start thinking about more flexible remote working as, as, a, as a way forward whilst we get the empathy advice how do companies who go down that route manage poor performance and and those employees that that take the pee when they're not face-to-face Again, quite, quite, quite challenging. I think, you know, the reality is in this climate, everybody's been a little bit relaxed, I would, I would say. You know, we, we, we have been, as, as, as business owners or employers, you've got your staff working from home and we're in, as everybody keeps saying, an unprecedented situation. So where people may not be as productive as they normally might be working from home or you might worry that somebody is taking the pee slightly, we're, we're a bit more relaxed, aren't we, about it at the moment because of everything that's going on. 
But as, as things move forward, um, that will become more challenging and employers will want to get a bit stricter about getting full productivity. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that I don't think that working from home can, can be done, but I think there will be more questions asked about whether or not working from home can be suitable for all businesses long term. I think there'll be lots of businesses that will struggle to enable their workers to continue to work from home. But I think from an employee side, they will challenge that actually, why not? Why shouldn't they? You know, they've, they've been able to do it for the last two months, so why can't they do it ongoing? So we would have to relook at, you know, a lot of our processes and a lot of way we manage and, and how we interact with our employees in a whole different way if we are going to continue a whole new world of everybody working from home or remotely. I think the terms and conditions that, and our employment contracts may not necessarily fit the bill, might they? And of course, anything that is related to working remotely needs to be part and parcel of that, does it not? I think everybody needs to consider what their employment contracts look like moving forward. You know, the law the law doesn't stop changing just because we're in this situation. We know that law the law updated in April with the Good Work Plan, that still had to happen. We, we couldn't just stop implementing those changes in contracts because of that. And I think the same goes for working from home. We should be looking at the right policies and the right processes, the right risk assessments, GDPR. Um, there, are, there are so many things that employers need to be thinking about. And that might have got lost maybe with everything else that, that has been going on. And I know, as, you know, as a business owner myself, you have to stop sometimes and, and, and think, oh, actually, I haven't covered that. And, and sometimes you just need to, to speak to people that, might just be able to give you a, a push in the right direction and, and, and help you to understand the things that you, you do need to think about. Thank you so much for sharing those top tips with us, Debbie. It would be great if our listeners can make contact with you if needs be. How might they do that? Well, you can find us um, online on our, our website address is www.streetwisehr.co.uk and if anybody's got any queries, you know, please, please get in touch. Okay, and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure lots of people will have lots of questions for you. We're coming to the end now of this business podcast. That's me, Nigel Davy from SME Needs, and me, Laura McCarry at the Hidden Edge. Please do make contact with any of us for sound business advice whenever you feel you need it. Oh, and please don't forget to comment on, like, follow, and share this podcast. Music.